The Florida Panthers get a statement win against the big bad Boston Bruins, who came into this game 17 to 0. We're going to discuss the Florida Panthers' 5-2 win and discuss how they got there, all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Thursday, November 24th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL. Locked on fantasy hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and the newest show on the Locked On NHL Network, Locked On NHL Prospects. So, Cats fans, I have a question for all of you guys. How are you feeling? Because I'm feeling good, real good. <laughs> it, it's it's hockey's weird. Sports are weird. Where we spoke just a few days ago, even with Jacob, about how coming into Sunday's game on paper that the Florida Panthers, everything said that they should have defeated the Columbus Blue Jackets uh, on Sunday. And, of course, the confidence level going into this game, I was discussing about how nervous I was going into Wednesday's uh, game. If you, if you actually want to pause this uh, podcast real quick and go back to Wednesday's episode with Jacob Winans, and you you'll you'll see a little bit of my concern uh, discussing previewing Wednesday night's game against the Boston Bruins, uh, and just the opposite happened. And the best part about the floor, this game for the Florida Panthers is that they never trailed in this one. I mean, the it, it's it's crazy. Let, let's let let's. Let's go. Let's talk about the biggest story, really, of this game to to begin. And that's Spencer Knight. Spencer Knight looked great. Uh, you know, really early on, going way out of his net to make a save on Craig Smith and then another save on Brad Marchand and really keeping the Florida Panthers really in this game throughout the first period and really setting the tone. And uh, for the Boston Bruins, five on five. Controlled the possession five on five, of course. If you look at uh, natural stat trick, the the Corsi for the Boston Bruins five, five on five they doubled the amount of shot attempts for for, for them o- over the over the Panthers and shots on goal fifteen to eight, where where Spencer Knight uh, saved all fifteen of the shots on five on five, and really the fact that. The Boston Bruins come in at 17-2-0 in this one, and only two of their goals come on the, not only the man advantage, the two-man advantage for uh, the Florida Panthers. I mean, a little bit of sloppiness for the, for the Panthers, really, on both of the on both of those. Uh, uh, get it, when going to the penalty box, Ryan Lombard, an inexcusable slash right off the faceoff. Anton Lindell, uh, an offensive zone penalty, and then uh, and then. Off the literally six seconds later, right off the faceoff, uh, Gus Forsling is right behind the boards, and then 
Jake Dubrovsky strips the puck away from 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 him, and then uh, Charlie McAvoy, who who actually had a little bit of a scare in this one in the first period, right before even that goal. Uh, him and Kachuk were uh, he was trying to defend Matthew Kachuk on the two on one, and then Math uh, and then Charlie McAvoy goes to the boards, goes to the locker room for a little bit, and then comes back, gets that goal for the Boston Bruins. But even prior to that, I mean, the Florida Panthers uh, keeping it in the zone, and and uh, Matthew Kachuk, you you thought that maybe he could have tried for like a wraparound attempt, but just getting it to Sam Reinhart and um, forcing Jeremy Swayman right out of his net and. Um, Sam Reinhart continuing to to score on the power play, and then also uh, Sam Reinhart. Uh, every single time the puck was near the end boards, I most times when Sam Reinhart's line was on the ice, he was basically mostly the first one towards the end boards trying to get that puck, and 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 made that uh, difference really on the Lundell goal where he just got it to Nick Cousins and then Nick, everyone drawing towards Nick Cousins, then him getting it to Anton Lundell, which that's Anton Lundell's first point since the Carolina game and his first goal since the home game against the New York Islanders. So it's been a little while for Anton Lundell getting it going. And of, of course, valuable on, on the penalty kill as, as well for Anton Lundell, but uh, it, it takes a little bit for him to get, get the points going. So him and Barkoff getting points in this one, it, it's just uh, very encouraging to, to see uh, for, for him. And, uh, and you know, Eric Stahl, I mean, how, how many, how many times are we going to see Eric Stahl miss the net for, for, for the Panthers? Uh I feel like too many times that we had, we saw a three on one where with with Forsling as the trailer and then Eric Stahl uh, pa- um, shooting the puck and missing badly instead of uh, passing it to Aaron Ekblad, and then it happened again where Josh Mahura great a, made a great play in the Panthers zone, chipping the puck up up the up the boards to the neutral zone, and then him and Patrick Hornquist were on the two on one, and then Eric Stahl misses the net. But honestly, that's the least of the Panthers. Uh, worries as far as this game uh and a lot of fans have been going after kobe guy of florida hockey now based on his latest article on eric stall but the numbers don't lie via hockey reference he is the panthers forward that gives the least amount of goals against per 60 minutes on the penalty kill yeah five on five his numbers aren't the best but there's some value there for eric stall i'm not i'm not saying that that he is going to be the ultimate difference maker for the Panthers, but there is some value for Eric Stahl on, on the, on the PK Mark Stahl. I mean, brought the physicality for, for this Panthers team. I mean, I, I know we've also complained about Stahl, Mark Stahl, all the turnovers. I mean, I have more to complain about Mark Stahl than I do Eric Stahl, honestly. Uh, and, and Mark Stahl wasn't the one on the PTO. So and, but we we saw also the physicality of 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 him a, a, as well for for the Panthers. I mean, he had a big hit on uh, David Krejci uh, as he was uh, en- entering the zone, and and really, uh, I think that was on the penalty kill, I I, I believe, and uh, and really uh, eliminated really much of any zone time for uh, for the Boston Bruins. Aaron Ekblad, he gets his. Uh, he gets his 100th goal of his career, uh, three point night for Aaron Ekblad. But uh, 
it's a little bit of a deceiving uh, three points for Aaron Ekblad, as um, especially on uh, one of the last power plays for the Florida Panthers, the Boston Bruins got a lot of zone time shorthanded because Aaron Ekblad had a turnover uh, right in the neutral zone. And uh, not not the best game for Aaron Ekblad despite getting three points, but I'm not going to crap on Aaron Ekblad too much uh, in, in this one. I mean, again, what can you say about Matthew Kachuk and Alexander Barkov? Even though the five-on-five numbers for the Boston Bruins, uh, they they got so many uh, high-danger scoring chances at the, in the beginning of the game. They had seven five-on-five in the first period. The rest of the way, they only had six via natural stat trick. Uh, saw that right after the game. And But the fact that Alexander Barkov and Matthew Kachuk uh, continuously uh, trying to get the pucks to the net and being in position to deflect the pucks in uh made uh jeremy swayman's uh life a little bit difficult in uh in 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 this one and that was jeremy swayman's first game going against the florida panthers never uh faced off against them uh before but in segment number two we are going to have the conversation of whether it should be spencer knight's crease to continue right after this because he only gave up goals on the penalty kill on Wednesday night and stopped 32 of 32 on, on, on five on five on Wednesday night. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds, trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football, basketball, soccer, and esports. We've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts and you find these, you can find these at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to getting your betting fix. Head to the website today or your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Second segment here on this Thursday, November 24th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. And I want to wish all of you out there. A very happy Thanksgiving, by the way, and uh, I hope that you are waking up to with a great in a great mood uh, for for all of you. Uh, and because I know I know going out going throughout the day, I'm gonna be in a great mood. Of course, watching some football as well, hoping that the both the Buffalo Bills and the New England Patriots lose, of course, uh, because those are the AFC East rivals uh, of the South Florida team. But uh, yeah, uh, as far as the hockey team, it, it's all it's all good vibes uh, here uh, right now for the for for South Florida hockey. But I have, I have a question for all of you. When was the last time that you saw three five on three opportunities uh, for for both uh, your team and the opposition, regardless of regardless of whether it's the Panthers? or the Boston Bruins, or even any NHL game that you've watched? When was the last time that you saw three times that that there have been five-on-threes? And one of the five-on-threes for the Panthers looked horrid as the, the puck was just around the perimeter, all around the point, and the Florida Panthers failed to get it to Sam Reinhart and Matthew Kachuk down low, and the and the puck was spent mostly around the point and not, not getting it to the net. So... But honestly, when you put yourself in a position to eliminate 
them being five on five, you're taking the puck away and spending more time in your offensive zone. That's a big recipe for success. I mean, we even spoke about it yesterday where the Boston Bruins were leading in almost every major statistical category as far as goals for, goals against, power play percentage, PK percentage, face-offs, and in the top 10 of shots against per game. I mean, sure, the the Florida Panthers didn't face the number one goalie for the Boston Bruins. Uh, they... Jeremy Swayman is a promising prospect for the Boston Bruins, but but still, uh, it, it's still a very good goalie situation for Boston and possibly a Jennings uh, trophy uh, for that crew of Jeremy Swayman and Linus Allmark as, as well. Uh, and, I mean, let's talk about Spencer. Uh, I think it might be time for him to be the number one. Paul, Paul Maurice didn't Paul Maurice uh, and Bill Zito didn't uh, sign Sergey Bobrovsky. Didn't even draft Spencer Knight. But Bill Zito did, in fact, give Spencer Knight the extension. I mean, we're a few years away from uh, <laughs> Sergey Bobrovsky's contract expiring. I mean, not not really, but quite 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 a bit away actually. But. You know, after after this contract for Sergey Bobrovsky, whether he gets traded or not, I mean, th- after this, he it's gonna he's no longer gonna be a Panther, uh, and you know he's brought he's brought a lot of good things to the table. I mean, but just the just one good year out of four so far for the Panthers is just not gonna cut it for Bob. And I like Sergey Bobrovsky, a two time Vezina Trophy winner, a great leader, and and even uh, Spencer Knight after the game spoke about how. Sergey has been a mentor and he can call himself, excuse me, call him a true friend. I don't know if that's just lip service for Spencer Knight, but you know, it, it's, it's, it, it, you, the numbers don't lie and the eye test doesn't lie neither that the Panthers are just flat out playing better when Spencer Knight is in the crease uh, for the Panthers. And, it, it, I I believe you just got to continue riding the hot hand. I mean, the the Florida Panthers do have a back-to-back coming up uh, on Monday and Tuesday against Edmonton and Calgary. But what do the Florida Panthers do as far as starts for Bob and Knight? And I think that you have really no choice but to but to ride the hot hand for for. The for the Florida Panthers and putting Spencer Knight in against the St. Louis uh, Blues, who were who were who just had their uh, I believe they had their uh, winning streak uh, snapped uh, tonight against the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, yeah, they they got manhandled actually six to two uh, by Buffalo. But I I think that you gotta at least consider putting putting them in. I mean because we are. It's crazy to think we are at that benchmark. We are at that 20 game mark that Paul Maurice all spoke about and who has been the better goalie and who has played better. It's, it's been Spencer. And it's when, when, uh, when a $10 million goalie is your backup, you emotionally, you kind of treat it as dead cap. 
for the for the Panthers, even though they're still on their roster, they're gonna still get some starts here and there. But it's it's basically dead cap for this uh, Panthers team. And 32 of 32 speaks a lot of volumes for this team when the Boston Bruins were just dominating possession after possession. And uh, just looking at the heat chart for the Boston Bruins, I mean, so so many times they were in uh, right on the doorstep for for right in front of Spencer Knight. And and really, the, the first period really set the tone uh, for this team. And you and with the Panthers. Uh, they they took their opportunity to protect Spencer Knight as well as getting the timely goals that they needed. I mean, 11 of 30 on the power play since November 6th is a very, very encouraging sign. I mean, <laughs> when when the power play wasn't going early on, and we've talked about we and we've talked about over and over again when it's not this problem and then this problem gets solved, then it's this problem again. Where and and yeah. But even 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 then the the panthers were doing a great job of closing gaps as well and not allowing the boston bruins as well to continuously work the puck around so that spencer knight has time to get set as well and as and as well for him getting some of that rebound control as well and that for spencer is what he's doing differently, at least from what I'm seeing, versus what Sergei Bobrovsky is doing. And juicy rebounds have been a thing of Sergei Bobrovsky since we've seen him in a Florida Panthers sweater. And I'll tell you the truth. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna deny it that I want at least for this season and even for next season for Sergei Bobrovsky to be the at least the main guy. And it's not, and it's not because I want him to take, not necessarily for him to take over the crease long term all the way to the end of his contract. It's because I want there to be trade value too for when Spencer Knight is ready. Because if Sergey Bobrovsky doesn't perform up to par, then you're stuck with, then you're stuck with them. And even with the cap going up, the Florida Panthers are just. Uh, just put themselves in a worse situation and especially and they they can't put them on waivers because the no move clause does uh does not allow him to go on waivers i had a comment uh on yesterday's show that i wanted to uh talk about here and, and in case you guys are wondering about that he can't be placed on waivers due to that but it, it's a uh, it's a detriment more to this team if he is uh if he's performing poorly versus Spencer Knight and Spencer Knight has just been just in- incredible and and the captain Alexander Barkov continuing to to win his faceoffs and he he was incredible tonight I, I mean Patrice Bergeron on the other side continuing to 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 just uh be that complete 200 foot player I mean Alexander Barkov 57% uh on the dot tonight for for the Panthers in 20 minutes of ice time for for the Panthers. You know, that that's going to that's going to give you a lot of possession uh for for the Panthers even though faceoffs aren't the end all be all for for in hockey, but you, you still give your your team chances to clear the puck as well 
especially especially when you're down a man on on on, on the PK and so and also the the Panthers they <laughs> with uh with uh Matthew Kachuk as well four multi point games in the last five and it's just it's just continuing I I'm, I just want to just continue giving the, this guy his roses uh, and, and just knowing that this guy is 24 years old and the Panthers are going to have eight years more of this on their team. And he's producing like this. It, it's just uh, just a different dimension that the Florida Panthers continue to, to, to have on their team. The, the win, the wins might not come, have come as often, but as far as grittiness, and that might be a term that might be a little overused, but you see, if you watch, if you watch every single game, and even if you don't watch every single game, and you just see Matthew Kachuk after the whistle, you're seeing it, and that, and that just creates a different dimension for the, for this team. And those two, and even on separate lines uh, too, um, Colin White's on that on that top line for for the Panthers. Something we haven't really discussed too much uh, lately. Uh, Etulu Sterainen was in that second line with Sam Bennett and Matthew Chuck as well. And just, you know, I think, I think these, these are the lines that we've kind of been waiting for, for, for the Panthers as well. And so far so good for, as I mean, as far as this game, at least, I mean, we had a little bit of juggling of lines in on Sunday in, in Columbus, but let's see where these lines uh, for the Panthers can take them. Uh, yeah, five on five wasn't pretty. It wasn't the prettiest, but if 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 your only goals are going to be when when the opposition is five on three, there, then there's not really much to complain too much about for uh, tonight tonight's game. So I, I I know I've gone a little bit of ranting about the stalls and then Aaron Eckblad on today's show, but you know. L- I, I don't want to. I don't want to complain uh, too much uh, for for this one. It, it, it's it's a good win. It's a statement win. It's a possibly momentum uh, season changing type of win. I I know it's only game number twenty and there's sixty two games left of the season, but let's enjoy this one. Let's uh, hopefully the Florida Panthers are able to build more on this and. Uh, it, it, there's one more game before they go out west on their second West Coast trip of the season, and very important to get a home win because you're not guaranteed to to even come out with half the points on when when you're going out west when you're waking up at a different time. And we're going to discuss uh, the scores around the league, and we're going to discuss some of the quotes from uh, after the game here on the Locked On. Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Thursday, November 24th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Once again, I want to wish you all a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, Florida Panthers uh, PR uh, just tweeted this really cool stat uh, from uh, NHL PR is that, uh, quote, producing a season high three points tonight, Aaron Eckblad became the first Florida Panthers defenseman to reach the 100 goal mark in his 563rd game. The only one 
who required fewer games to reach the milestone among active defensemen, Eric Carlson. And of course, Eric Carlson is having such a wonderful start for the uh, San Jose uh, Sharks this this season. So I want to say uh, public congratulations uh, to Aaron Ekblad on uh, his, his uh, milestone uh, for for getting his uh, 100th goal has just been a, a treat to watch. Um, and here's what uh, Aaron Ekblad has to say about hitting 100 goals. Uh, quote, really happy that it comes in a win so that you can smile about it. I don't think I've ever scored an empty net goal. So it's funny to happen now. Hey, uh, you get your goals uh, where you where where you can take them. So uh, scores around the NHL. I'm not going to read all of them, but weird how uh, TNT decides to show Flyers Capitals. I mean, I know those are two. Uh, I know I wouldn't I wouldn't call Washington a big market, but of course Alex Ovechkin uh, playing there uh, is going to draw a lot of eyeballs, and the Philadelphia Flyers are just not a good uh, hockey team. Honestly, I wish TNT would have uh, placed uh, Panthers Bruins as the marquee game as that one. But of of course, you guys know that the five two win for the for the Florida Panthers. As far as other games, uh, the the Arizona Coyotes go into Carolina and defeat the Hurricanes for nothing, and uh, uh, Kachekov uh, just just got a uh, extension today for the Carolina Hurricanes, and then uh, comes up with a. Uh, a takes the L for nothing of uh, penguins defeat the flames. The the penguins are streaking as of late. Um, something that Adam Danker and I spoke on locked on NHL about what's gotta, what's gotta happen uh, for the Pittsburgh penguins in order for them to, to play, to play better. And, and it's been Tristan Jari lately for the, for the penguins. And then you see, Columbus d- losing to the Montreal Canadiens by a final score of three to one. And sometimes again, hockey doesn't make sense sometimes where the Florida Panthers lose to the Columbus blue jackets. And then Columbus uh, comes out flat against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, we spoke earlier about uh, the Buffalo Sabres lose um, defeating the St. Louis blues by a final score of six to two. This one was a sh- uh, this next one that I'm about to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs going to New Jersey and, uh, defeat the devils by final score of two to one and the new jersey devils on wednesday night had three goals disallowed and it's been a great season for new jersey they just had a 13 game winning streak snapped and they had three disallowed goals the fans were starting to throw trash on the ice in frustration and honestly with a three game with with a 13 game winning streak i don't know if i would go that far um villi huso gets a shutout against the Nashville Predators and what what a find uh, what a trade by the way for uh, the Detroit Red Wings uh, with the St. Louis Blues. I mean, yeah, we got a lot of talk about the Blues uh, before they come to town on Saturday, but you know, you know that they if they had to choose, they would have rather had uh, uh, a Huso over Jordan Bennington. Uh, the Islanders shut out the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, wow, what uh, by a final score of. Uh, three to not nothing. Ilya Sorokin goes forty nine of forty nine. The performance of the day, and I thought Spencer Knight had a great performance. Uh, and uh, and also the Washington Capitals defeat the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime by a final score of three to two. So that is uh, at least the games that have gone final. And you know, the day before Thanksgiving, with no games on on Thursday, it was a fifteen game uh, NHL slate for 
uh, the Panthers. So the, Pan- uh, the Panthers, they prepare for the St. Louis Blues on Saturday. Um, we spoke a lot about the skid, uh, excuse me, the winning streak for the St. Louis Blues snap. So very important for the Florida Panthers to just get another win. And they'll, they'll be gone for a little bit outside of uh, South Florida as they uh, as it's it's going to be a tough road. I mean, Matthew on this upcoming trip, Matthew Kachuk will be making his return to Calgary. Don't know how many reigning boos there will be for uh, Chucky uh, coming into the Saddle Dome. But it's just been a major treat having ha- having Matthew Kachuk. Has ju- he's just been uh, such a difference maker uh, for the Florida Panthers. And of course, um, facing off against Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. That one is going to be a lot of fun as always. Don't forget the last time that the Florida Panthers went up to uh, Western Canada uh, and faced off against the Edmonton Oilers. Sergei Borovsky had a shutout where the Florida Panthers defeated the Edmonton Oilers last year by a final score of 6-0, where Sergei Borovsky, uh, I, I believe in that first period, uh, he had 17 saves in that one. So... Who knows? I think Paul Maurice might start uh, Sergei Borowski there. But as far as Saturday, I, I think that it's going to be uh, Spencer Knight's uh, net uh, for uh, the Florida Panthers on Saturday. But on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we are going to discuss more of Spencer Knight with Nick Fairbanks on a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. We are going to also get his opinion on the Florida Panthers defeating the Boston Bruins by a final score of five to two in what was a statement win. And we're going to, of course, continue to preview the Western Canadian trip for the Panthers. It it was a big win for the, for the cats. Of course, we spoke about a lot of how that third game of the season for Florida, that even with four defensemen, they cut it close. So, this can give you an idea of when the Panthers or if, excuse me, the Panthers face off against the Boston Bruins in the playoffs, that just these two regular season games can show maybe how the Panthers could possibly match up against uh, the Boston Bruins as, as these games have been fairly close. I mean, only twice for the Boston Bruins have only two of their three losses have been by more than more than one goal. Their, their other loss was by, was, was by one against the Toronto Maple Leafs. The other one was against Ottawa and the other one against Florida. Hey, so three division losses for Boston. So a lot of four point swings for Boston. So a big four point swing for the Bruins. I, yeah, I know Detroit won uh, today. I know Toronto won today as well. So they're, they're still, opportunity to build i mean with 62 games left the panthers are still full in full control of their destiny an opportunity to still find themselves inside that wild card and the top three but we are completely at that first benchmark of the nhl season and we are going to we are going to break down more of that 20 game benchmark with nick on friday so don't make sure you tune in to, to that episode on friday But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to all the shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and 
the newest show on the Locked On NHL Network, Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today is a 20-minute or less podcast covering the entirety of the sports scene with the biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Sarmamondo Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team. Every day.